Hey, what's up, listeners? You're listening to Horror is Home podcast. My name's Tyler, and today I'm going to be discussing the last two episodes of the Chucky series on USA and Sci-Fi. If you haven't had a chance to check out my previous discussions, listen to them on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to get all caught up. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll dive into the plot of the series finale for Chucky. The seventh episode, Twice the Grieving, Double the Loss, opens up at Bree's funeral. Logan is behaving more and more like his dead brother, Luke, every day, and Junior is practically comatose with grief. Jake, meanwhile, is distracted by Chucky, and Devin is mourning the loss of his own mother, who died in the previous episode. Lexi is there to support her friends, but she's on a strict lockdown after being a witness to the detective's murder in the last episode. Because of the threat to their families, Lexi and Devin want to take a step back and move from an offensive to a defensive strategy. Currently on the offensive, though, is Junior, who's blaming his cousin Jake for these deaths, which seem to follow him everywhere as of late. He punches Jake in front of everyone, and just as things are coming to a boil, that's when Tiffany Valentine, as played by Jennifer Tilly, shows up. She approaches Logan and kisses him, much to the surprise of everyone, including Logan. Having successfully sowed more chaos, she giggles and drives away. Meanwhile, Andy and Kyle have been driving cross-country on their way to Hackensack. At a rest stop, Andy leaves Kyle behind in an attempt to protect her from what comes next. Devin, who's now an orphan, is packing up for when he's inevitably placed in a foster home. Jake begins bargaining with him, trying to figure out what he could do to make him stay, but Devin, who admits how scared he is about Chucky, thinks it might be best if he left of his own volition. Jake admits that he's considered running away before, but his love for Devin kept him around. He couldn't imagine not seeing him every day, even before they were together. However, Devin delivers a blow, it hurts for him to look at Jake because all he can see is his dead mother when he does. The grief train continues with Logan, who's looking even more like his brother while clutching a drink and staring to the fireplace when Junior walks in and questions him about the woman from earlier who kissed him. Logan says he doesn't know, maybe she was Bree's friend and leaves the house. This leaves Junior alone and he wanders up to his room only to find his new best friend Chucky waiting there for him. Chucky now has Junior in his sights. When Logan returns home, drunk, Chucky urges Junior to take him out. Junior is furious about his father allowing a woman to kiss him at Bree's wake, and Chucky is shocked and promises Junior he'll be there for him, pushing Junior closer to the edge. Meanwhile, Jake packs a bag, takes his uncle's money from where he's passed out on the couch, and leaves for the bus. Junior watches from the shadows, knife in hand. It's at this moment that Devin makes a decision. His mother's dead, his relationship with Jake is on the rocks, and he's got nothing left to lose. He heads to Charles Lee Ray's old house, taser in hand, and breaks in through a window to the basement. Jump to the 80s, and we see that Tiff ain't too happy about Chuck starting to kill without her. She's her own woman, which we get a further taste of whenever she shows up to the Wheeler house in modern day, only to be confronted by Junior. He questions her about her relationship with his dad, and she chooses that moment to stir the pot even more, implying that she had an affair with Logan. At the bus station, Jake comes across a delivery man with a boxed good guy doll that seems innocent, but the presence of yet another potential Chucky vessel is enough to send him back to the suburbs. Devin, on the other hand, gets tied up by Chucky, pretending to be Nika, after untying him from the chair that Tiff left him in. Jake and Lexi are able to work together once reunited to track Devin's phone and find out where he is, 
much to their horror at the Charles Lee Ray house. They head his way. Logan Wheeler is the next parent to die by Chucky's interference this season, only this time he managed to get one of the kids to do it. Using Chucky as a weapon, Junior beats his father to a bloody pulp. Devin awakens, tied up to a chair, and being confronted with a literal army of good guy dolls in Charles Lee Ray's old basement. Meanwhile, Andy Barkley arrives at Junior's home with Chucky and Junior staring at him out the window. The episode ends there. The season finale, An Affair to Dismember, opens up as Andy arrives at the Wheeler's household and is greeted by Junior. Andy, who is on the hunt for who he believes to be the last Chucky, enters the home. He investigates, and even after Junior's suspicious actions, he can't find the doll. He warns Junior to stay away from him and leaves. Meanwhile, Jake and Lexi are trying to come up with why Chucky would need so much help from other dolls and other kids themselves. That's when the doll that Jake found comes to life and tries to kill them before Kyle shows up and blows its head to pieces. She explains that Chucky can split his souls into different dolls and in an attempt to keep them safe, drugs them so they fall asleep. Devin is trapped in Charles Lee Ray home basement when Tiffany arrives. Nika reveals that Chucky is in control of the body once more and tries to kill Tiff. That's when Junior and his Chucky arrive and he tells Nika Chucky to let her live. Tiffany is delighted to see doll Chucky, picking him up and kissing him before taking him to the basement and revealing Chucky's army of other Chuckies. Doll Chucky explains that it's thanks to Junior killing his dad and the ritual to bring all the other dolls to life worked. And now all Junior has to do to complete the cycle is kill Devin, who's still tied up in a chair in the corner. Junior's understandably disturbed by the idea, but Chucky's already moved on, plotting how they're going to kill Jake and Lexi and addressing his troops. Chucky's army hops into boxes into the back of a truck to be delivered to the movie theater the next day. Meanwhile, both Doll Chucky and Nika Chucky are ignoring Tiff, so she becomes aggravated and smacks Nika, who, retake, who retakes control of the body. Realizing he's lost his upper hand, Chucky orders for Nika to be killed, much to Tiff's distress as she insists that Nika is part of him now. When Tiffany can't, Chucky turns to his new protege, Junior, who gears up for the kill, only for Tiffany to pounce on the doll Chucky and decapitate him as blood gushes from his little body. Cackling, Tiffany tells Chucky she's done with him for good. This is also when Tiffany takes the chance to reveal her greatest secret, that she's the one who called the cops on Chucky that night in Chicago when he first got chased down, shot, and transferred his soul into a good guy doll. Because he started killing without her and drifting away just like he always has. Chucky's naturally furious, but Tiffany leaves him behind, drugs Nika to make her more manageable, and brings Junior under her wing. Tiff mentions Glenda and how her and Chucky's child also gifted Tiff a bomb, which she sets up a tripwire to the front door of the house. She drives away with Junior and another good guy doll that he chose to bring with them. Still locked in the basement, Devin is almost taken out by the decapitated Chucky, only for Andy to arrive just in time to smash the body into submission with the baseball bat. He saves Devin, who tells him about the other dolls Chucky has on a truck. Just as Andy starts to interrogate the head, Kyle shows up and trips the motion sensor, igniting the bomb and leaving us unclear about her, Andy, and Devin's fates as the house is blown to pieces. Jake and Lexi awaken from their nap to hear the news of the destruction of the Charles Lee Ray house. Jake heads to Devin's home to mourn his loss, but is surprised when Devin shows up alive. They figure out that Chucky's going to hit Mayor Cross's benefit where the mayor introduces their special guest star, Jennifer Tilly, who is actually Tiffany possessing her body. Lexi, who's there with her mom, is lured away by Junior, pretending to be kidnapped by Chucky instead of willing go willingly going along with Tiff's plan. 
Part of the plan is donating her personal collection of vintage good guy dolls, 72 of them, to children across the country, thus infecting homes everywhere with murderous little monsters. Tiff even gives one to Lexi's little sister Caroline, who takes the doll into the theater with her to watch Frankenstein. Backstage, Lexi finally catches up with Junior, who monologues about how afraid he used to be, but Chucky changed everything. He says, brandishing a knife, he taught me how to be a man. The Chucky doll Caroline brought in is busy with his own knife, crawling under the seats in the theater and killing people, including Lexi and Caroline's dad, through the cushions. A stampede ensues, and when the panicked crowd has cleared from the theater, Chucky joins Lexi and Junior, just as Junior is encouraging his ex to join him and Chucky. You and Junior are made for each other, Chucky tells Lexi as he's looking to corrupt yet another innocent. That's when Jake and Devin arrive, Devin takes Caroline to safety, and Jake confronts another Chucky, who taunts him, calling him pathetic and saying there's no way anyone will ever remember him. Jake leads Chucky on a chase through the theater and barely manages to fight the doll off. While Jake is caught in his one-to-one -one showdown, Junior barely manages to defy Chucky's influence, running past Lexi and stabbing Chucky, only to get stabbed himself. Junior dies in Lexi's arms just as his cousin fights his own Chucky off and gets to deliver a heroic speech about how weak Chucky is because he's alone. He's nothing because he doesn't care for anybody and nobody truly cares for him. Jake strangles Chucky against the wall so hard that his eyes pop out. Jake and Devin leave the theater to find Lexi at the front with her sister. The trio survived. There's still a truck of possessed good guy dolls about to leave, but Andy shows up and incapacitates the driver. Quickly, he is held at gunpoint by the Tiffany doll from Bride of Chucky, and he continues to drive. Meanwhile, having lost the battle, human Tiffany takes a different trophy, Nika, whose arms and legs she surgically removed so that if Chucky ever repossesses her, there's nothing they can do to get away. The last we see of Nika is her bound to the chair. She's screaming bloody murder with Tiffany overjoyed about the condition. The last of the episode shows Jake, Devin, and Lexi over Junior's grave. There's a recap for the season's kill count from a meta Chucky, and the season ends there. The eight-episode season is over. I really liked the show. I think there was quite a bit of downtime in most of the episodes, but when we got to see Chucky and his gruesome murders, he'd never disappoint. This is probably my favorite horror movie to TV series adaptation. I was a little worried that certain themes would have to be toned down, but as Don Mancini said at the start of the show, the network let them get away with a lot. I believe a second season is already being called for, so I'm excited to see what they have in store next, especially now that the main characters have had their own story arcs and will hopefully focus on pursuing Chucky instead. One thing I do wish would have been different is that we would have seen more of Andy and Kyle. Kyle mindlessly opening the door and setting off the bomb, killing her, would be such an underwhelming death. Maybe we'll see her return and even more of the Tiffany doll in the second season. That's all for today's episode and my discussion of the Chucky series. Follow me on Instagram at, at Horrors Home and follow the Horrors Home Facebook page and let me know if you've gotten to check out the series. I'm also going to use this to close what I'm calling season one of this podcast. I'll no longer be focusing on TV series or individual episodes unless I choose to discuss one series as a whole. Season two of Horrors Home will be out very soon, hopefully in the next week or two, finally with friends as guests to discuss more horror movies we love and hate. Until next time, my name's Tyler, and thanks as always for listening.